Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Sunday, y'all. Welcome to another edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. This is the new current crew, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, without further ado, we're going to have everybody introduce yourself. Don't trip on my background. This is where I want to <laughs> be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm quarantined in my, my house, but I'd rather be on a beach somewhere. So that's why the background is. But like, like oh, is this your boy Real Talk Mall? Who else we got? Open go? shirt, Poppy. What up, y'all? Quarantine views. It's your boy, Cliff Brock, now. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know what I'm saying? We all got a different landscape, but we're, we're practicing social distancing. You know, we're keeping each other safe, mm-hmm. keeping each other clear of too much personal contact. You know what I'm saying? So, so good, man. I'm excited. I'm excited because, you know, I'm. you see, I've been wearing sports theme every week because I'm dying for sports. Last week, I had my Knicks gear. This week is the Brooklyn Nets gear. You know what I'm saying? Next week, it might be football. Football. I watched the NFL draft. My Giants yeah. did pretty good. I got to I gotta give the Cowboys. So? The Cowboys did good, too. Cliff, you know, Cliff Rock, when I was a, a Cowboys fan, you know what I'm saying? So, you know. How, how you fellas been doing? You know what I'm saying? Dealing with our sports. Man, the draft was a, a beautiful thing. It was something fresh, something you know, that'll keep us engaged, entertained, especially if you're heavy into football. Yeah. I thought the Giants did I. Right. They they plugged some needs. You, you but, thought they could have did better? Um, Honestly, that first pick, I think they should have went with the dude, Simmons, the, the defensive dude. Defense wins championships. Yes, they got they a do. lineman. They do, but think about, it. Think, about, uh, think about um Kansas City. It's it's really okay, the Mahomes that really got them. Danny right? Dimes is not Mahomes, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you got to work with what you got. Cliff, talk. How about your Cowboys, man? Um, I honestly, I think we did pretty good in the draft, but I didn't. Want, I, I don't know. The draft didn't give me that same feel this year. The the home, every Friday, everybody was home getting the phone calls and stuff. The draft is about you know kids living out their dreams. You got you see what kind of suits they wearing. It's a, it's a, it's something I felt like. They save money on the ridiculous suits, right? Sometimes these cats spend twenty thousand dollars. They lost out. They lost out on the experience. Took it away from the experience. It like it, it was to me. It was like, it was like a roll call, big ass roll call to me. I didn't really, I didn't really watch the draft like that, so I can't really comment too much on it. I watched, I I watched every minute of it. I'm talking about all, all nine hours of the draft. I watched. That's how. That's how bored I am. But to say this, it's the perfect example of how we got to be responsible in in showing the maturity of what it takes to social distance, right? Because think about it. They just showed they just showed a video. You shared it with us, Cliff. A thousand people in a house party in Chicago. Yeah. You, you got to think about it. Everybody could not feel sick during that house party, but you a carrier, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody had a mask. Yo, but... Back to the with the draft real quick. That video of the shorty snatching the phone, uh, um, grabbing her man's phone, and he snatched yeah. it back real quick. Like, Wait. don't get slick. My, my <laughs> thing about it is, these ladies, you gotta understand. You almost at the finish line of having a perfect or a close to. Not, I, I don't want to say perfect, but a, being taken care of by a millionaire, and you falling up the bag, yeah. acting up. How many of them you think is gonna still be? In the picture in another year or two. No, no. 
You know what? A lot of them. Maybe like, none of them. If there no, was a, if there was two hundred and fifty people, two hundred. I think it's two hundred and eighty people drafted. Maybe 55. maybe fifteen girlfriends might still remain. But no, that's right. It all depends. A lot of times, um, the athletes like you know, if the girlfriend's smart, she she should have a kid with him. By the time he's a senior, anyway. Some so, of them already had kids with the with well, the uh, people, so they're good already with the girls. So you know. What she did was, what she did was very inappropriate because it's like, this is my my life dream, and you trying to embarrass me on national TV. That's why the mom gave her look like, are you kidding me, ho? Like, yeah. you don't see this kid? Like, you know, you, you know what you signed up for. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? it wasn't. It's no secret. He had three phones in his hand, and he had all that drip. He looked like the. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is, shorty, you got your own phone. There's no need to grab my phone. Exactly. So. It's it, it, it trying to be slick. You that took look the he gave her was hilarious, slick. though. That look he gave her, he was like. <laughs> and my thing about it is, you you kind of messing up the bag, right? Because now there's certain people looking at him like, mm, he looked like he was gonna do something to her. You know how people take take narratives and run with it. You know what I'm saying? And this is a night for him to sell himself, and then you doing it, stuff. It, it was it was it was a lack of respect on her part because you 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 try to manipulate the fact that he wasn't paying attention. He was talking to his team about coming, you know, coming and want you, you know, being excited to be in the organization. And you try to quick one and try to just try to grab his drain. Now I know his hand speed is where it needs to be. His reaction time, he's going to be a great wide right receiver. He's a legend because he had his eyes focused and said, no, it came back to what he needed to do. That shows but, that man is going to be great. His mom is the real OG. She gave the girl the real people's eyebrow like, Chick, are you kidding me right now? The most no, OG no, no, mom no, no. Was, was Wilson's mom who took the, the, the yeah. white girlfriend. Yeah. Said, She's like, like, you need to get out of here. It's about my son. She's the real OG. He's a good offensive lineman. That's what he, he learned. Like the hand, the old lineman. You know what I'm saying? It looked like she didn't want to get up, neither. Yeah, like I don't know ready. what she was doing. She was like, nah, this is not your time. Get out of this picture. He pulls her away. She's a dub. She's done. She'll yeah. be done by the end of the year. All right. So, so we can keep a structured show. We're going to jump into the show. The first topic, right? And, and, and like I said, Clifford shared us a video of last, last night that's floating around the internet that a thousand people showed up in this house party in Chicago, right? Nobody had on masks. Nobody had on gloves. Mind you, African-American people as a whole, we have a lot of pre-existing conditions. And a lot of times, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure, et cetera, already runs into the family. And since it costs money to go see the doctor, we all met it. We sometimes we have the mentality of, well, my grandmother and grandfather had diabetes, my mom and pops had diabetes. I know I got it, but I just gotta be careful. I say that to say this: all these thousands of people was in the in in the house party, no gloves, no hand. The odds are. Even if no one felt sick, someone's carrying and can transfer, uh, transfer or, or, or can make someone uh, sick. I say that to say we're rushing to try to get back to normal before we really are outside of the health scare. So the first topic is rushing to open up again. Is there a hidden agenda or, or must it be done? I know we have to open up the economy again. I know we have to kind of return back to life. I'm dying to go outside again. I'm dying. I'm dying for the gym to open up. As fat as I, 
as fat as you see me, I'm, I'm, I, I be in the corner of my bedroom working out, lifting weights and stuff. I'm dying to go back to the gym, but I know we have to wait. You know what I'm saying? Because it's even right. when they tell, even when they tell us that we're ready. It's still going to be a couple of weeks where we still need to be cool, it's right? Not a hit, it's not a hidden agenda. It's right out on, in the open, all right? Just like you said, um, the economy has suffered. It's suffering. You got to get the money moving again. And I understand that. You know what I mean? We can't stay inside forever. But at the same time, it's funny how... Uh, what's the dude from Philly? He said, was it Gilly the Kid? He yeah, said, oh, it's funny how they're opening up Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, where there's a lot of affluent black people, you know what I'm saying, probably one of the most affluent black coaches in the country. And they're like, yeah, you, you go out there and you'd be the test dummies. Mm-hmm. Everything's open up, you know, because honestly, this is kind of the new normal. So whether you was sick or you are sick, or even if you never tested positive for corona, it's going to be a constant, right? So just because you had corona and got over it or whatever, that don't mean you can't get it again. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the scary, scary part about it, you know? Yeah. It's just like a lot of us, whether we want to call it corona or not, a lot of us over the last couple of weeks, even even couple of months, we had experienced a level of being sick, a flu-like kind of thing. A lot of people I know, I, I got sick a couple of weeks ago. I know a lot of people who... Who, who was sick, and then they were just like, now they're not sick anymore, and now they think, okay, even if I know I got it or not, I'm good. Nah, the strands are, are, are migrating, or that's not the word I want to use, but the, the strands are, are growing and, 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 and mutating, right? So it's just like, first wave, it was this kind of a strand. They're expecting another wave to come. That doesn't mean if you dodge this bullet, you'll dodge further so your answer is you do feel like it's hitting the agenda. What about you, Cliff? What do you think? Um, I just you know, I I, I feel like people not really taking it serious to the certain points. And then if you've seen the uh, in the um the party uh, thing I sent yesterday in Chicago, it was a lot of youngsters just living their life, living their best life and acting like things was it looked like a mini summer gym, yeah. which was kind of scary to me. It's like First of all, Chicago, to have a thousand people in one house party in Chicago, it's a red flag. Somebody got shot last night. That's that what day. I was thinking. You know what I'm saying? Did they? Or are you just saying that? No, no, we don't know. <laughs> but somebody got snuffed, somebody got stolen, you already know. Because shots aren't getting popping anyway. So, but yeah. you know, TMZ put it out there. It was a thousand black people in one house party. And it's like, we're in a crisis right now. So, they, they, even, even through tough times like that, us as black people, you got to move accordingly anyway. And then we have a house party to make it worse. Yeah. Thousand people. And it surfaced all over the internet. I feel like people are not taking it serious. And I get it. I want to go outside more than anybody. Like, you know, everybody want to be outside and get back to their normal life. But, you know, you know we got to take our time with it. We can't just go out and just go to big events. And go go to a house party like it's a concept. Ridiculous. So. Not only that, let's that keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. I don't think it was a thousand people, but I think the sensation to sensational the uh you know the story, they said a thousand people. It probably was even a, if it was only like a hundred people, it was a tight, it was a tight, tight yeah. room, you know, wall to wall, 
like people all over each other, breathing on each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, oh. you know when people are smoking weed, it's my mouth to your mouth, your mouth to my. You know what I'm saying? People don't wipe off a blunt. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, so let's focus on this topic. What's the first thing you're gonna do when the world opens up again? What's the first thing I wanna do? I probably, I don't know. I wanna definitely mm -hmm. go to like a sports bar and just, I wanna be around people. Mm -hmm. I wanna be around, you know, people. That, that's what we, we all mm -hmm. missing. As much as people still go outside, People still go outside now and again, not as much, yeah. you know, people going for their jogs. Some people have to go to work in some form or facet, yeah. but um, it's the whole gathering type of thing. I want to be mm. in a, a gathering spot, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And uh, just have that camaraderie with uh, groups of people that we can't have now. What about you, Claire? What's the first thing in the world? I, 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 honestly, I just want to be around um family and friends that I can trust and build with and being a, and even if it's like a you know at my sister house or somewhere we could just go and chill whatever just just the little things like that because you know I don't I don't it doesn't bother me not to be in big settings like that anyway but I do want that option you know what I'm saying and then also I wouldn't mind going to like you know I don't even like the beach, but now if you wouldn't mind going to the beach. Or, you you stole my answer. That's why my background the way it is. I can't wait. Where you really could appreciate the outside world. I ain't gonna lie. I'm having a hard time. I know through this quarantine, I can't get locked up. I got to do everything straight from now on. No, seriously. Yeah. Because it's yeah, like, you're right. you know, I'm a type, I'm the type of person, I'm a type of person and I feel like two or three of us, we like to be on the move. I could say me and Mike, we like to be on the move more. Marvis is more could he could deal with a homebody situation. I thought I could, but now being isolated the way that I am, oh. But I like I to I like to be on the move, and you know, and move around. So I, I definitely want to be around family and friends. Hold and on, I let's fix my light real quick. Okay. I definitely want to go to um a beach setting, go to the beach or somewhere I could just enjoy outside the real way. Yeah. And go on the island. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like I said, those who, who are, are consuming this, you know, through the video function and not just our audio podcast, I have a beach background and I, I have a new appreciation for the sand and the fresh air and the ocean breeze. You know what I'm saying? I've been quarantining myself in my room. Yo, I'm looking at the damn, that tree waving in the back. Oh, you don't stand. I mentally right. feel the breeze in my head. I don't know <laughs> if it's the ceiling fan, but in my head, I feel the breeze. And I say that yeah. to say, you know, on a more serious basis, you know, I miss, I miss family. I miss friends. And, you know, thank God for video, uh, video conferencing, being able to like Zoom and FaceTime with people, but just having interaction with people just, just that normal interaction, you realize how valuable family and friends are, right? Like a lot yeah. of times you may not take advantage, but you may not appreciate having these elements in your life till like you don't have it. And, to, uh, and then, or if you're stuck in the house and let's say you and your spouse don't communicate like you guys should, and now you're just two people in the house avoiding each other, you kind of just realize how your regular interactions with people going to work, being able to go to work and just leave your four walls, things like that, you don't take advantage of. But 
the gym, I've been blessed to live in a condo where I have a gym in my basement and like no one's really there. But it's just, you know, using machines. I feel like I feel like I'm in jail because you know in jail you just gotta use your body workouts and do whatever and this this thing in your like I've been the gym is still open in your building? No, they closed it. That that's that's what made this whole quarantine the the worst for me when they closed the gym. I thought I could at least go to the gym, but you know the spreading of germs. We don't have a we don't have a set protocol on how the germs spread. We're saying it's just you know um, a respiratory thing. We breathe it. You know you can't see yourself breathing out germs. You could not be coughing and still breathing out germs. So they you know everything had to shut down. But I say this you know appreciate your family, appreciate your loved ones. You know what I'm saying? Not only the fact that we've been isolated from them, but you know, we're, talk- we're gonna talk about it more in depth later on the show, but how easily you can lose a loved one. Yeah. I know yeah. people, I know people who lost their father, their brother, their uncle, one family, one person, due to corona, weeks apart. You know what I'm saying? Like how do you how do you emotionally deal with that when the funeral homes are so crowded? One, you can't have a traditional funeral when you look at the body because of the spread. They don't want you to do that. Two, you can't even memorialize your your, your um, loved ones the way you want to because they're backed up with the way they're processing the bodies. You know, they're throwing bodies in trucks just so that they're just not infecting other people. But you can't get the body. You know, it's just crazy. We'll talk about that more in depth, but just. Just knowing that that's the life waiting for you outside. Stay inside. You know what I'm saying? If you can, stay inside. All right, so the next question is, believe it or not, with the Trump Clorox thing, there was 30 people who were sick in just in New York State because they ingested disinfectants because of the suggestion of Trump. This is not... A joke. I would expect that to happen yeah. down south. Just New people, York. We're supposed to be progressive and intelligent <laughs> in New York, but just New York, 30 people have been sick and had to go to the hospital because they ingested household items such as Lysol, Clorox, trying to disinfect themselves. First so, question, so, how so the hell they was able to get the Lysol and the Clorox, because that shit's been sold out for weeks. Yeah, but now. some people do have it. That's why, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for the fact that these things are hard to get by, that number would have been triple, ah, yeah. if not more. But the question is, Trump Clorox coming. Do you think he wanted to influence the dumb, or he spoke out of turn? Let's start with Clifford. I mean, if you take anything that he say like really serious and don't don't do no background information. That that tells where your head is at too. So but he's still the president. That's the problem. When someone's supposed to be like your teacher, you're, that's why it's so bad to have terrible teachers, right? Because regardless of like, as you get older, you're smart enough to do your research. But everything our teachers told us about Christopher Columbus and all this stuff like that, we believe that to be the truth. That's true. Yeah, but I, I feel like. You when 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 the president speaks, especially the one that we have now, you gotta really pay attention to, to realize, okay, is this something that you want to bring to the table with your lifestyle? Like, come on, that doesn't even sound right. I mean, for the thirty people out, God, you know, I hope they get better and they whatever. But no, why would you do I don't. Why why <laughs> why would you do something like that? 
We don't need that kind of stupidity walking among us. Like, First of all. That's just a lack of knowledge and that's no. That's just common sense. Those people didn't have common sense to believe or they tr- they they true they truly believe that it was something that 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 can that can help them because their president said it. I want I want to completely laugh at it, right? But then at the same time, I also want to give people the benefit of the doubt when it comes to stupidity like that because of who told us this, right? Because granted, we already know Trump had these followers that he could say dumb stuff and they'd be like, that's not what he meant. But the second thing we have to also realize is Trump, our president, gets it. He gets conversations with doctors, CDC, all the stuff like that. So people are thinking, you know what? Maybe Trump heard something from a doctor and he was just saying like, yo, we need to figure this out. Because guess what? We don't have an answer to the coronavirus. We don't have a, a, we don't have a vaccine yet. Some people say you treat it with vitamin C and vitamins. Some people, as, as a Haitian, I've been drinking concoctions like onions, garlic, honey, turmeric. All right, my guy. Those are all things that you know, you know, can go inside your body, your body. and not yes. hurt it. Yes. That I'm, I'm really like insulted. If these, are, these were adults who did this. There's mm-hmm. fucking kids. My five year old knows better than to ingest a Clorox or a bleach clean. Yeah, it's crazy, but like, Mike, let, me, let, let me play devil's advocate real quick. I don't you care who's telling you. The you president know what's in a vaccine? Else. You know what's in a vaccine? What's in a vaccine? Diseases are in a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Viruses are in a vaccine. Yeah, they're giving you the... Embryos, embryos you are in a vaccine. Like the... the the, your body the has to form. Are dead. Your the body cells has are to dead. form. Embryos are in the vaccines. cells. I say your that body has to form the cells to fight it off. So I, I understand I, that. I, but, I, but what I'm trying to say is, like, to be honest with you, the average person doesn't know what's in a vaccine. But you tell them it's a vaccine, and we just put it in our body, like it's gonna get us better. Like, like the flu shot. The flu shot is literally putting the flu in you. Seeing how, you know, seeing how your body reacts to it and trying to build antibiotics from a slight exposure of the, the, the sickness anyway. So you completely don't have the flu, and then they take a portion of the flu and put it in your body to try to build you a little exposure to get your antibodies working up. Oh, my God. I, I, I believe on, I the, know, it's on, not on the back of these it's products, I believe it says, do not ingest. Yes. I believe it says, That's like the biggest this is a, this is a chemical. This is... You know, yo, we don't, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not wishing death on these people, but all I'm saying is we don't need people like that walking among us. That is no, beyond it's idiotic. It's stupid. I'm not defending Trump, stupid. Trump tried to say he was being sarcastic. Yeah, no, but he believes say, that shit. Everything you say is dumb, bro, so we never he know if that shit. sarcastic or not. But, but even if you're trying to be sarcastic, this is not the time now to be, to have deaf comedy jam. Like, no. Like, no. Imagine like, if Obama would have said that. And people right, right now, people mental is out of control. Like everybody's mental is not there right now. So you make it like little sarcasm, and then you know when you when you're the president, you're supposed to lead by example. But that's clearly, you know, lack of knowledge. Period. He the said crazy it thing about it is he might still get voted in again. 
And I, I ain't even gonna hold you. I am not a Trump supporter. But right now, with you know the, the stimulus packages and, and all the support things, stuff like that, my money looking kind of good right now. So if I didn't have a moral obligation to do what was right, I'd be like, yo, under this Trump administration right now, my, my bank account look good. A dumb person might be motivated to vote for Trump just because of that. You know what I'm saying? No, a lot of people, that that's what's most important to them. Everybody votes based on the things that pertain to you and your family, right? And, and will benefit you the most. And yeah. it's usually a list of first priority, second priority, third priority. Yeah. If your first priority is making sure your bank account is good, yeah. and this president allows that to be the case, he might, he might be horrible in, in international affairs. He might be horrible with dealing with, you know, uh, 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 certain communities in the city, blah, blah, blah. my bank account is good. Oh, I like Trump. I'm going to vote for him again. That's how they think. Well, I'm telling you. I, I, I think the worst part about this is I, I truly, I truly can't answer you to say if he said it just being sarcastic or there was some malicious intent. You know what I'm saying? So, Honestly, um, I, I just, yo, I swear, I mean, Trump, I think I mean, he just I, gets up I there and talks. Intent. I just feel like he, 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 he's that powerful and he knows people respect him that much. He probably, he did it probably just to test the water. You see, I got a couple of them now. I, I said, this is the power. He's, he's, very, <laughs> you know, he's, very, he's a very powerful president. Like people, I'm telling you, people love that man. You know what I'm saying? So it, it just it just showed you his, you know, his power. Thirty people to do that? Come on, knowing that these are products that you clean with. <laughs> exactly, man. You gotta be. You have to listen. They always getting on athletes and um, celebrities, people in the public eye. They always the media and everything criticizing. Well, you gotta be careful. You saying this and you saying that. And this guy says the worst and the most dumb stuff ever all the time in these press conferences. And I'm like, yeah, it's criticized by one side. One one news station you can see doesn't criticize it at all. But um, it's just amazing to me. It's like, yo, it, it worries me every time. And it's not because Trump is who he is. It's because I'm like, damn. We have some dumbasses in our country. <laughs> we have some really dumb people. Like a lot, a lot. I'd be like, yo, this is sad. And this is why people talk about moving out of New York. I'd be like, yo, I think about it and think of different areas, and I visit different areas, and I'm like, yo, nah, I can't. Certain areas I just can't live in because it's a different way of thinking. The people, you know, I'm not saying they're all stupid and everything. They just think differently. And you can't really change the thinking that's embedded in a people from their upbringing or their society. It's just different. You gotta yeah. be careful. Yeah. Um, so, Cliff, what about you? Do you think Trump intended to uh, be malicious or just because he was just being stupid? Like I said, I, I think I don't think he was intent to be. Malicious. He just wanted to show you how powerful he was. Once again, to show you, listen, these people believe anything I say. You know, what I mean? <laughs> and and he did it. Those thirty people was the prime example to show you how powerful this man is. 
anybody who anybody who uses a cleaning product, but <laughs> come on, to think that's gonna help them out, this guy's powerful. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's so. powerful and we're stupid. So um the combination is deadly. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it was malicious. I just I think it was like one of those things that he just wanted to put it out there to see who's gonna react and they and he and and people react to it. So no. Yeah. I think when he say thing is more because he just he just saying it for himself. He doesn't really care what's going on. I mean, this this was the same guy who was bragging that his his press updates got more um more more yeah. eyes than American Idol and and the NFL. So so his, <laughs> he's, he's still he's running so it like it's a reality show, baby. This is not a presidency. This is the ultimate reality show, baby. <laughs> You thought, uh, what was the show he had? Uh, he was firing people. The Apprentice. The Apprentice. He thought The Apprentice was big. This is the ultimate reality show right here. Facts. Facts. So, um, we're on Zoom, and and I'm just getting notification that they're going to end the meeting because of uh, the limitations. So I'm trying to upgrade the account now. So excuse me if you don't see me in the background. My the next question I want you guys to talk about is sports. Is coming up. Sports is, you know, the NBA is letting people individually train starting May 1st. UFC has events oh, coming up. Training facilities. Yeah. So how do you guys feel with sports coming back? How, how Will it make your life better? Start with you, Mike. It's going to make my life so much better um, because it's just something that I miss. Like, I mean, I love my kids, but <laughs> don't, don't compare your kids to sports, bro. Sports don't do is it. Like my baby. Sports, bro, you gotta understand that that is um you know, I, I don't know. I, that's another thing I was talking about. Um going to a sporting event. That's when, when this whole thing is over. I don't care how much the ticket is. When we all need to go to a game. Well, well see, they might be playing without 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 um crowds for a while. So I don't even know if that's gonna be possible. But my G, just... I, I watched the whole WNBA draft last week, B. I watched the draft from beginning to the end. I don't need to be in the crowd to enjoy sports, B. I just need to see it. And that's no disrespect to the WNBA. I'm just saying, when you want sports, you consume sports. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I'm watching all the old shit. I got a game on right now. From back in the day, 1990-something football game, like, it's just whatever, V. It's like, it's, it's something missing out of everybody's life. You know, there's something out of our routine that we miss the most. And for me, it, it, it's just the, the the sports. Like, I plan my schedule around this shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I pride myself on having all of those experiences. I've been to the NCAA tournament. You know, football games, baseball games, basketball games, hockey games. I've been to How, golf, I've been to golf golf championships before. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just a sports fanatic. God didn't bless me to be an athlete, but I love. You went sports. to a golf championship? Which golf championship you went to? I went to the U.S. Open and Beth Page Black. I seen Tiger oh, Woods wow. and um and Phil Mickelson. Thanks for the invite, nigga. <laughs> It, it was a last minute thing, but this, is, you get this is a long quick? time ago. This is like 2010. <laughs> but I, I, I always wanted to do that's that. That's how too. much of a sports. But you know why the um 
sports play a big big factor is because that's the only time you could just look at your favorite team and not think about your problems when you're watching a good game. You know, especially yeah. from a perspective like sports is a big thing. A lot of times, I, I ain't gonna lie, sports, um, basketball probably saved my life because going through, um, going through, uh, uh, when you're a child and stuff, if you if you live in an urban neighborhood and stuff, whatever, you could get involved into a lot of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that you got to do good in school because you want to stay on the basketball team helps yep. you become a better person. So sports play a big factor in everybody's life. Even, even, even as a professional athlete, a lot of athletes say, you know, I didn't have a father, but I had my basketball coach who told me how to act accordingly yep. and become a good father to my kid. So yep. sports, is, it, sports in the whole teach you how to be well-rounded as a person in general. That's what I... I, that's what you miss about it in general. So that's why when you don't have it, you you're trying to figure out what outlet you could go to. Yeah. Like like listen, everybody who who's a parent love their kids, but you sometimes you do need to be like yo man, I need to watch this game in silence. Nobody, yeah, nobody right? it's it's the you one know? time where you, you know? get to release. You get to in sports, right? Even if it's not you, it's something you could become a team of, like your team. My Knicks suck, but you know what? I crazily root for them all the time. I want them to get better. It's something to look forward to to escape your life, right? Like sometimes you, I can't control. This is weird, right? I can't control the fact that you know, cause my my brother, you know what I'm saying? Mike's my best friend. Sometimes you can't really control that, but at the same time, I chose to be a Knicks fan. I chose to be that insane. You know what I'm saying? And Definitely I choose insane. to continue to route for the for Definitely the laundry. Insane. Even though you see me with the this Brooklyn, this thing you're talking about here, Nick. You're wearing the Brooklyn Nets. I like the and colors. The you know what I'm saying? And at the time, Jay Z had ownership in Brooklyn, so it made me kind of be like, I, right, I'm gonna give them the prop. I'm a Jay Z fan. But I also say that to say this, you know, sports also is the one time where it's just that I can walk up to a white guy who, 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 me and him would never ever be friends have interactions with outside of whatever but we could just hug if we see our team score together our team wins the game without thinking twice about it we might hug jump i might buy him a beer he might buy me a beer well we wouldn't even look at each other twice because sports brings us together yeah that that is everything both of y'all said is um the epitome of what it's all about and, and how important sports is um like going back to what cliff was saying it saves lives like mm-hmm. it does teach you life's lessons it, it helps you become a better person man woman whatever child um but it keeps a lot of kids who normally probably be in the streets doing shit they're not supposed to yeah. they're doing something different more productive exactly. you know what i'm saying they stay out of trouble because they you know playing ball in whatever facet um, we, we we grew up in south side jamaica queens right and then at the time, growing up in the late 80s, it's a lot of crap going around, a lot of people selling drugs and stuff like that. Even, yeah. even before we became teenagers, we started to have friends who started to sell drugs, right? Because a lot of times the drug dealers know that, you know, the cops aren't looking for kids. Yeah, we, we was at the park playing ball, or we was in y'all backyard playing ball for hours. Right, and, yeah. you know so, what I'm saying? So that distracted that us. That distracted yeah. us from the influence exactly. of gang activity 
or, 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 or selling drugs or just trying to become part of that element, right? Because in our head, we, we felt like, you know what? We're going to make it to the NBA or somebody in the block's going to make it to the NBA if we push each other hard enough. Look at how you realize. You ever realize even if the people, that, the ones that never did play sports, you could go on the boulevard right now and the, and the same dude you went to junior high school for, he seemed like he'd been on the boulevard for 20 years because he never played ball or nothing. And he got the same look. He looked yeah. like he hit him hard because he never got into anything that says, you know what, let me take my time out so, so I can learn different things. He just stayed on the boulevard hustling. And he and looks another, another factor. Because of another that. Fa you're right. Another factor you don't think about also about sports is sports make us think about other places in the world. Right? You grew up in Southside, all you know is New York. You're not thinking about Los... You might think about Miami and Los Angeles because of, you know, them being big cities. But you didn't really think about Dallas or, or Houston or San Antonio. But you thought about that place because of the Spurs. You know what I'm saying? You thought about different places. If this made you think of outside of just your neighborhood and your community because of the exposure. Clifford being an athlete. Clifford then went to Alabama and Florida and different places to play tournaments. AAU. You know what I'm saying? Little 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 hole in the wall towns with AU tournaments and stuff. Sports just allows us to think about outside of our own community and allows us to dream. Right? Yeah. Just just like, you know, okay, sometimes you want your kids to dream of doctors and lawyers and things like that. But before we, we get those serious dreams, we dream of being professional athletes. You know what I'm saying? That's another reason why I can't wait till nine to see part. I was just about to talk about that. <laughs> the fact that we're missing sports, don't get it twisted. The Last Dance would be a big documentary anyway. But yeah. the fact that we don't have nothing going, and he's talking about arguably the GOAT. He's not my GOAT. He might be other people's GOAT. Jordan's not my GOAT, but that's a whole other conversation. Yo, forget all that GOAT talk. If you go on Instagram, you see how much categories he, he, he got over the whole Bulls team with Jordan on there. Pippen? Pippin had... Oh, yeah, I forgot Cliff was a big, was a big fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, Michael Jordan, besides points, Pippin was the leader in any, every other category. And Jerry Krause, fat ass, didn't want to pay him. Yeah, your man was getting jerked, man. He was getting jerked on that money, man. And, 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 and shout out to Shannon Sharp, right? Shannon Sharp said, like, yo, this, you know, um, Jordan come out and say, oh, Pippin was being selfish, trying to do the little holdout, waiting for a surgery. Jordan, that last year, Jordan, you made thirty-three million. Besides, for the fact that you was the biggest sports icon in the world, making hand over fist off the court. Don't get it twisted. In the same, in the same regard, where we say Jordan shouldn't be watching Pippen's money, but at the same token, my thing about it is, if I'm making money off the court, right, and then y'all paying me thirty-three million, and my man making two point seven million, I'm gonna say like, yo, look, give me, give me. 22, he's making 33 million. Give me 23 million. Give Pippin another 10 so my man could be at least at 13 and he could feel decent about himself. I'm going to make that money on the back end anyway. The money I'm making off the court is taxes. And this is why I try to tell dudes again, LeBron is not just great on the court, but he's great off it. You know how many money he got paid? J.R. Smith. He got guys um, paid. Shumper. Ruby <laughs> Gibson. He got his people around him paid money that they shouldn't have got. Yep. 
not exactly even right. not even that. You gotta you gotta credit because he 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 fired everybody that was somebody. He took his whole everybody. Um, he took a whole t- his whole team from high school, showed them the game, and started his own thing, and they all millionaires. LeBron is the true definition, and my my brother's keeper. All millionaires. Yes, I am. You know what I'm saying? All but millionaires. Jordan, Jordan, think about it. Think about it. Somebody. Think about it. LeBron. Let's keep it a whole buck, right? When you're at this the level of LeBron James, Eddie. All you really need is a good lawyer that read contracts and that's it. Right? That's a- to make sure your contract is not effing you over. Because you don't go, you don't go into a meeting, right, with, with the NBA team and negotiate, oh, can I get the max and stuff like that? Anything you want for LeBron, you get. So you just need a lawyer to read over your contract where you can pay a flat fee. You don't have to give a percentage of your contract. But when you want your brother to eat. You like yo? I'm gonna give him the three to five percent that an agent makes because it stays within the family, and then I make your name popping so that you could do that for other African American or minority people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's the thing. I I I always feel like yo, if God bless me to make a lot of money, I don't want to be responsible for people to be like, "Mom, can I borrow no?" I'm like yo, you know what? I need this done. Do this for me. Let me make, find a way I can pay you so that you don't feel like you owe more money and you got to kiss more money ass. I'm part of the brand. I'm working. I'm making money too. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. Don't don't give me don't 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 give me a fish, right? Just so give I me a fish. Teach me how to fish. Teach me how to fish. You don't. You listen. At the end of the day, it, it's easy to give somebody money. You don't handicap the person. But you show them the way. You lead them into opportunities. That's all it's about. But that, but it show you how much of a shitty person Jordan is because this is years ago, and he still said Pippen was kind of selfish with it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, Jordan, anyway, even, Jordan is a whole piece of something else. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's a great athlete, though. I can't. What, take I'm that saying, away, what I'm saying is the fact that he could say this 30 years now to the, to next to his day. That shows you the character. No, of the but person. don't get it twisted. What you gotta you gotta realize is even though we're seeing it now, this has been in a vote for 10 years. But but listen, 10 years or not, that man, that man, that, that made the fact that you said that you was he wasn't your Robin. He was just another he was a, yeah. he was he was a, he was a sucker. sucker. Yeah, he story. said it himself. He said it himself. Once he watched the whole thing, he said, "Wow!" After this, people are gonna think I'm a bad guy. He said it himself before this came Yo, up. Even he, Pippen, he Pippen been it. getting Pippen been getting punk since he came into the league. Yeah, you didn't even show that I, video of Oakley slapping him. I get completely distracted. That was Oakley was disrespectful for that. Yo, man, that was Pippen. I, I stole Oakley now. Like, yo, you shouldn't have. Been. But anyway, let's let's move on to this. Continuing. In this quarantine world that we're living in, what have you learned about yourself during the quarantine? Right, because I'm learning, I'm learning how much so that I need people around me. I need to have conversations with people. I like don't get it twisted. I've been having, I be on the phone with my family, friends. Like I call and have our conversations just to talk because I need, I need that. That's my therapy. I don't necessarily need to sit on a couch and talk to people talk to a stranger and ask, you know, why is my life this way and stuff like that. I just express my emotions to my people and I talk about 
what's going on and that's my therapy so that's one of the biggest things i learned but the question is what have you learned about yourself during this quarantine have you learned anything new about yourself cliff you go you want to go mike no go ahead cliff no 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 i definitely learned the biggest what you say i definitely need to talk to people you know and um I, I definitely know. I, I I learned that I can't go to jail. Period. Because yeah, that hurt Being knew that already, but okay. I knew that already, but this quarantine showed me that. Listen, being isolated like that, not being able to move the way you want to, you realize how important it is just to communicate with people, not on just the phone. Communicating on the phone and having. It's like okay, learning on learning from the computer and learning in the classroom is two different things, right? Sometimes some people need that interaction of the teacher to explain it to them yeah. and how to become a better student. I'm that type of person. I need to see it firsthand and I need to be around people. I learned that, period. And I'm not gonna lie, I, I probably will try to find it um to somewhere I could go to therapy for after this. Seriously, because I, I I didn't realize I'm like, and then people that I know, I I literally found out 10 people that like I kind of knew died. Yeah. We're going to talk talk about that on our last topic. So not to cut you off, but hold hold some of that thought so we can have a more in-depth later on conversation. Me? Yeah. I realize I need, I need the affection of a woman. I knew he was going to say that. That's why he's open shirt poppy. See, when you've been as married for as long as I am, you know what a drought is, and you kind of just like, this is a drought. You know what I'm saying? But not open shirt poppy, but go ahead. Yo, the drought, <laughs> I'm up here shaking. I'm, I'm, you like I'm talking to myself. City. Yo, I'm talking, I'm flirting with myself. It's the weirdest <laughs> shit I'm like, I'm like, I go in the mirror like, hey, you're looking pretty good, fella. What's your name? <laughs> it's bad, bro. Nah, it's like, I don't know. That's I, I. I think I need um, and it's consistent. You know, I need I need that consistent effect. It might just be more not just affection thing. It could be attention. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But definitely, I definitely realize um, how much attention that I need. Right? Because it's tough. Like I said, you know, I got sick. I I've been self quarantining just to make sure I you know I I didn't make my whole household sick or whatever, and. Just being in the room by yourself for so many hours, you're like, shit, this shit is boring. And everyone keeps saying, watch Netflix, watch Hulu. My thing about it is, even when I watch these shows, I need someone to talk to about the show or what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It's It's different to talk to people about it. I used to live by myself for two, I want to say about two and a half years when I first moved upstate. I lived by myself. Yeah. And I learned a lot about myself during that time. Yeah. But I think it was easier because, you know, I come and go as I please. I could have guests if I wanted. I'm not, I don't, we don't have to practice, we didn't have to practice social distancing yeah. and I didn't have to isolate myself back then. So it was cool. I, I, I mean, I'm comfortable being by myself and somewhat isolated, but being restricted and not being able to have, you know, people come over to see you or go out and visit other people like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's the toughest part. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. that contact, I went to visit a friend of mine the other day and we had to give each other an air hug. You know, I yeah. hadn't yeah. seen her in a minute and he was like, even you know, in my house, 
with my own wife because of practicing social distancing and not touching and stuff like that. And I do Wakanda forever, and then I, I salute her. Oh, so you really ain't getting that. <laughs> I don't want to say all that, but I do Wakanda whatever. Salute, you know what I'm saying? Because like this is social distancing. Yeah. Nah, nah. I said, listen, baby, I'm gonna put my mask on. We're gonna get it in. <laughs> the corona Master don't attack your genitals. Love, right? The corona don't attack your genitals. Yeah. So all right, so you we 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 learned about ourselves, the needing of attention, of of communication, fellowship, family ship. What will what will what will you not take advantage of once the world opens up again? To me, the opportunity to travel, the opportunity to just walk around. Go visit, go um, sit in a restaurant and eat. Go sit in the movie theater and watch a movie. What you mean? I know I'm a movie buff. You will, what you will not take advantage of? Yeah, because we take advantage of certain things. Because you know, oh. for, for access. So what will you not? You know. Yeah. You appreciate more not taking. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, just just the uh, the simplest thing like sitting in a in a bar. You know, with somebody next to you, talking. You know, sit, sitting in a, a an environment with your friends like this. I mean, I didn't take advantage of it before because mm-hmm. I love you know us getting together and doing the podcast. But um, it, it it's missed. You know what I'm saying? Just just mm-hmm. being able to hang out with y'all and you know be in that same space. Yeah. And um. Mm-hmm. Of course, family, you know, you know, you know, so many people I, I, I'm trying to reach out and trying to stay in contact, you know, with family members who may not be in your general vicinity more. Yeah. But um, yeah. with so many people losing family members and stuff like that, you you can't take advantage of that. Um, you got to you got to, as they say, give them the roses while they're still alive to smell yeah. them. Gotta, I, I haven't physically seen both of you guys since February. It's almost gonna be May. It's May yeah. next week. The last time we um fight, Wilder. Oh, we went to the, we went to see the fight. Yeah, Wilder. yeah. I'm glad we did that because that was like the last outing. Yeah, I had the last time I went out to do February something. something. You know what I'm saying? So it, it just it, just, and, and don't get it twisted. You know, the bonds that you build with people are always gonna be solid when you're just a solid person and stuff like that. But you know you. You need that in that that face interaction. I haven't I haven't seen my nieces and, and nephews. I haven't seen my moms in a while. I mean, I talk to people every day and stuff. But you know, having that social interaction, you know, it's 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 healing for the soul. I always tell people I am not financially rich, but I'm rich with relationships and family. You know what I'm saying? I'm rich because the people who I are, the people that I'm in their lives appreciate me. They know the value of Marv. Marv may not be able to buy you a car or nothing crazy, but if I'm in your corner, I'm in your corner fully. You know what I'm saying? And and that's a richness to have because some people don't. And have you have people. ample. You have ample amount of people who you know love you and who you can trust. You yes. know what I'm saying? You ain't got to worry about, you know, them yeah. doing something dirty or nothing like that. That that's yeah. when you rich. You know what I'm saying? That's when you rich. You can have all the money in the world if you're surrounded by snakes. It's like yeah. you're gonna start moving like that too. Yeah, like yeah. you know, I I, I don't want to make it a, a a overall sob story, but 
from 2016 to now, the stuff that's just happened to me individually, a lot of people will be like, yo, I need therapy. You know what I'm saying? Shit is crazy and stuff like that. But just because, you know, I have strong people behind me, I have prayer warriors, I just have a mindset that, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to achieve things. I just keep pushing. Shit happened to me. I just like, yo, this shit is fucked up. I laugh. For a moment, you get to the point where it's like, damn, shit always happens to me. But then you just keep pushing forward. You know what I'm saying? And it takes having a strong, you know, community around you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I always tell people like, yo, go out there and build your legacy. Forget liabilities. Because anything that you're dying for now will not be that good in six months to a year. Even you want that fly-ass car. You know what I'm saying? I drive a luxury car. After a year, I was over it. After a year, I was just like, damn, I got this big-ass car no sitting on my fucking back for what? Yeah, that, that, that's, the, that's the moral of my story. But I, 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 Reggie told me the other day, I was telling Reggie, Reggie was like, yo, I was like, um, I, was, I told him that mommy got a new car or whatever, right? So I was like, yeah. But I said, I'm keeping my car. I'm, not, I, I'm keeping this car. I'm going to pay it out, and I'm done. He's like... Hey, you go in another two years, you're gonna switch it up again. You said that same shit every time. But it's not even like honestly, I after coming out of this, I know financially wise, I'm just falling back, period. Because yeah. listen, if I wasn't smart enough to save this storm, so some I, I would have I was somebody would probably would have had to get <laughs> get robbed out this motherfucker. I'm playing around, but still like you, you finance, you got to take advantage of the fact that you got a job and you're able to make money. Yeah. That's a blessing, period, right yeah. now. So with your finances, you got you gotta, you got to take advantage of that, period. Especially yeah. coming out of this. Anybody who was able to make decent money, when you come out of this, make sure you save everything you got because yeah. it's a recession. I'm invest. Invest those stimulus checks. Yeah. Buy stocks. I mean, you know, you know what I'm not, to get, not to get too, like, you know, you know, personal, but just like, you know, to be in a situation where it's just like, me and my wife, we got stimulus, and we're just like, what are we going to do with this? Well, let's just push it to the side. Like, not even thinking about this stimulus thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, there's some people just like, damn, they didn't get that stimulus, their grimy landlord would have kicked them out. Because even though people are not supposed to kick people out, there's still people going under the table. And imagine, imagine this, you know, some people didn't get stimulus because they're married to an immigrant. That was another thing holding back some of the stimulus. Meanwhile, the two proponents of holding up the stimulus because you're married to an immigrant, Trump and McConnell, and they're both married to immigrant women. It's crazy. It's the hypocrisy that we live in. The last question on this topic is, will you continue to social distance even when this thing go back to normal? To be honest with you, I, I said this in a funny post, but I'm going to keep it a buck. Going to see some family, going to work when work comes back, doing the podcast, that's it. At least for a little while, because I'm realizing how unclean a lot of people are. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of makes me feel like, yo, I really do need to practice some level of social distancing, even when, quote unquote, they say go back to normal. How you guys feel about that? I, um, go ahead, Cliff. I ain't gonna hold. I ain't gonna lie to you, Big Brown. The opposite. I I ain't gonna lie. I'm be hitting some spots up because you know what? I I just I don't I don't know anymore. Like you know, I've been down before when I had my surgery. Whatever. I was down, 
for a good four or five months straight. It's yeah. a whole different ballgame when you got four or five months straight just sitting up in the hospital bed or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I ain't going to lie. I'm, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit my avenues a certain, to a certain extent. I'm not talking about just clubs or whatever, but like stuff where I could just have good conversations or whatever. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see a couple people. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't want I don't want I don't want to be on top of people anymore right now to be honest yeah, with you. I don't want top of people. I'm talking no, about you, we, we don't think about it right because it was never a thing. How many times do people brush up against you, touch you, you on the train and shit like that? I mean, it happens, bro. I I can't tell you the last years I've been on a train. I drive everywhere, but that's another when you, story. When you working when you work in like big Jersey City, Manhattan and shit like that, no matter what, you have to take the train occasionally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to. So what about what about you, Mike? I'm I'm a very uh <laughs> you open shirt pocket. You're a very person. You, you, know? you about the people. You got there, you got there, there's, some, there's, some, there's some people I have to be in physical contact with. I miss them. <laughs> so, but at the same time, I hear what each of y'all are saying. Um so yeah, I mean, like I might, if I like I was saying earlier, I go to the bar, have a drink, sports bar, whatever. I'm not gonna sit right next to that person. I'm gonna sit a chair over. You know, mm -hmm. maybe it's just slight things. I might not be as um. I mean, your family, you can't help but be, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. interactive with your family and stuff. Yeah. But you know, outside is it's it's my. That old dap, you know, hey, what up, boy? Yeah, there's no more pounds, bro. It's a salute. It's a salute. You no know, I, you fall off, you know, what up? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I say that now, but let me get a few drinks in me. And like, I was fucking drunk last night, and then you forget all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey. no, but I, I think, to be honest with you, maybe, maybe I'm going through something, you know, mentally and not thinking about it, but. A level of social distancing, I'm going to kind of, I say that now, right? Because I'm still in the storm. But I, yeah, to be yeah. honest with you, it's just like, you know, I get it. I get it. I think I think we have to kind of really see how unclean and how, how germ, you know, how germ able we are in this society. You know what I'm saying? Just, just think about, just think about how New York City became like the, the epicenter of it right it's because we always on top of each other there's no space and shit like that you know, so that's why new york city got hit so bad but queens county was the worst between queens and brooklyn are, are the two worst counties in the world yo i think honestly it's all part of god's plan right because because we've had we basically got told go to your room you're on punishment sit down yeah sit down the earth has now regenerated itself. Yes, yes. It, 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 the earth is getting better because the earth needed a break from all the shit that we were doing to it. You know, to what be saying? honest with you, this so, couple of months, like you said, might have slowed down our global warming issue and some of the, the ozone layer issues and things that we've had. So if that's the case, and if it's if it's scientifically proven that doing a quarantine or doing a um, shelter in place, so to speak helps gives the earth the chance to regenerate wouldn't it be a smart thing for us to practice this yearly like say you just alba said something like that and wendy williams got in his ass but i think so i think i think it, it we, would i think honestly 
that's a that's a very smart thing you said. I think honestly, we should make it some kind of mandate where we have, you know, self quarantine weekends where at least for this weekend nobody go outside if you don't have to go outside. Allow allow some breaks in our ecosystem. I, I agree with that. Maybe quarterly, maybe quarterly, maybe quarterly. one weekend every three months you have to stay inside. I I, yeah. I I don't know about it. Sounds good, but people's mental. <laughs> I don't know if everybody's gonna come out right after this anyway. People, some people. I mean, already, if we made it through this, if you made it through this, you can do that. Yeah. I mean, another thing, you have to because but, uh, not to cut you off, Cliff. Let me just say this real quick. Because y'all both said y'all need to be around people and stuff like that. I want y'all to be careful because there's a lot of a, a lot of people who's gonna have the fresh out mentality. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just that they they've been arguing with their woman so much. They just been looking at their kids more than they want to look at. First time they go into a bar, they might drink too much. They might fight. It might get a little hostile because people haven't been able to be outside. So you got to think about that element too. But go ahead. I think people are gonna be. I think people will be more loving after this. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever you are internally, sometimes get escalated. So if you that nigga who just like to fight anyway, sometimes. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That first time you get to fight, you just want to fight. Okay, ahead, I can see that. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, you still you still should uh, practice the, the same habits you had before, but, you know, just, yeah, like you said, be more aware of certain situations, but I don't know if self-quarantine like on a year-to-year basis is going to help people's mental out. Like, you know, some people... Some people need to be outside because, you know, you got to think about the people that's been incarcerated who just came out of jail and now they got to self-quarantine. That, that's a whole different ball that's game. Tough. So that's, that's why that's what you got to understand. You talking about it from a perspective, somebody of a free man. I'm talking about somebody who works in the Institute and somebody who just got out and is like, yo, I got to be back in the crib now? I just got out. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So it's, it's, a whole, it's a lot to go be, um, with it. So... It's just what kind of person you are, and you know, you go, you know, you practice safe habits, safe and good habits. That's what I think. All right, so this is going to be the last topic of the show. And you know, like I said, you kept hinting at it, and I wanted to save some of your thoughts on this. Is how do you deal with the loss during the corona epidemic, right? Because you know, like each each of us know, like it may not have been, you know, your bosom, bosom brother or your, your bestie or stuff like that but every all of us know double digit people who have passed due to corona right albeit you just on facebook and it's a friend of a friend somebody's uncle somebody's grandma somebody's mama like i was telling you guys earlier you know i knew someone who her brother her father her uncle in in two weeks span all died from corona you know what I'm saying? Fred the Godson. Celebrities are dying from Corona yeah, as well. R.I.P. Fred the Godson. Fred the Godson. So how do we deal with it, right? Because to be honest with you, one of the toughest things that I've... Oh, number one thing, tough thing for me was when the gym closed. You know what I'm saying? Because I really I really was developing a momentum of being in the gym all the time. And now that got stripped from me. But on a more tough note, it. Sometimes I avoid logging back on Facebook because every time I log on after a couple of hours, I hear someone post, I lost this person, I lost that person, I lost this person. It's been more death than I've ever had to do. This one, this couple of months has been more death than I had to deal with in the last five years, right? It's just that crazy. So 
the first question is, how are you dealing with the loss? Like, let me, I'm going to start with Clifford because Clifford has so many co-workers that he knew. Um, Some people he spoke to a week before and then the next week is gone. So how, how, how are you dealing with that loss? I'm dealing with it like, you know, um, I try to, I try to, I try to put my mind in a space of all the good times I did have with the people I did lose. Mm -hmm. And, um, like recently, like, like four or five days ago, I lost my junior high school teammate, basketball teammate. He worked at Rikers Island too. And I, he's, I used to see my, my Rikers, we always talk about, yo, we're going to get up, yo. His first thing asked me, yo, you, you still playing ball? You still don't pass the ball? Like mm -hmm. funny drink, whatever. Cause we was high school, uh, junior high school teammates, and we was well, You know how you say, "Oh, I'm, yo, we gonna get up." He was just, he was a correctional officer. I used to always see him on the island. Yo, we supposed to get up and whatever too. And then I I turn on Facebook and I see R.I.P. Maurice. I'm like, Mo, like I just trapped it up with Mo, like yeah. you know. I I try to. So he was your age, right? He was a year older than me. I'd be 35 in two weeks. He he was 36, so he was a year older than me. He, I was in seventh grade. He was in eighth grade. We played a junior high school 72 basketball team together. And, you know, and he was a cool dude. Anybody that know him, always respectful, you know, pay. So I don't want to go too too much in depth or just him. I lost a lot of people. I lost captains on the island who showed me level, level of respect. And, you know, I carry myself accordingly. So people would never say, oh, yo, I don't, I don't really fuck with him. Or if you don't like me, it's a personal thing. You don't like me. With. And yeah. that's fine. I don't, I don't get too personal with it. But, I try to, all the people that I lost that I knew, I just try to remember the good memory, good times that I did have with them or the good conversations with them to say, you know what, you know, everything happened for a reason. But I hope that the impact that I left with them was a good one. That's all. That's all you can do. That's, that's, that's D. I, I respect that. Mike, what about you? How have you been dealing with loss? If you suffered losses or just, just the theme of loss, because it's so rampant. We've, we've lost people that went to Hillcrest with us. Even even though if we weren't close to them or not, and I'm saying just knowing people, are that's paid. that's the thing. I haven't I haven't um, had to necessarily deal with anyone close to me dying, you know, recently, or anybody that I know who is close to me them losing a family member or relative. Um, but I deal with death kind of different than others. You know, I just, I see it as a part of life. Death is a part of life. Yeah. Um, I understand we must all grieve. Everybody grieves differently. You mourn your loved ones, but um, it, it's harder when there's people, you know, our age passing away. They got young kids and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just try to give, you know, words of encouragement to those who who do lose loved ones and tell them that it'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? Tell them. The best thing they can do is, you know, um, just continue on, continue that person's legacy by remembering them and, and, and whenever they get a chance to um, saying positive words about them, keeping them, you know, alive in spirit and memory like that. Um, but ultimately, it's not much we can do, you know. Because it's, it's, it's tough right, because I've, I've known people who've passed I've, I've had uh conversations with people like a couple weeks ago and then now they're gone because of it and i'm not gonna sit there and say like you know they weren't like you guys in my circle it wasn't close like that but it's just knowing you know what i'm saying and, and 
and me, you know, me being someone who's just so, I've, I've had health complications. I'm, I'm trying my best to lose weight and, and, and address my health and to see what, what psychologically has been affecting me is just like, I said it last week and I'll say it again, like two out of every three people that I see when they say, you know, rest in peace for the person has been African-American overweight people. So me being a part of that population, it just, it just one, it just affects me because I just feel like I'm so close to, I'm, I'm in that population, right? So I, I, I kind of feel like death is, for lack of better words, around the corner from me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Death is not that, no, but hear me out, hear me out. Death is not that far from me. So it's been affecting me. I, I, I haven't let it sit in my head too much. Every time that feeling hits me, I get on the ground and I do some crunches or I, or I lift some weights or I do an exercise. I go on Instagram. There's so many quarantine workouts and I'm like, oh, I didn't do this workout before. So I've, I've, I've tried to do that. So my way of dealing with loss is just saying, you know what? I'm going to try my best to live the best life I can. And not that I'm living my best life drinking and smoking, but just like really trying to become a more healthier person. But what were you going to say, Cliff? No, I would say that, you know, um, like a lot right now, the best thing to do is try not to do, try not to look at the media too much because it's going to have you worry, have your mind yeah. worrying. Like, I, when it first happened, I was always listening, looking at this and that. And I'm like, you know what? You, you got to do things that keep you therapeutic. Like after I leave, after I do this, I'm going to work out for two hours. I'm going to do the treadmill. I'm going to do my bike for an hour. Do I'm hour. waiting for my bike. I ordered a bike and it's taking the longest to come. But Wait, go take a shower, wait for this Jordan thing to go. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, you got to keep yourself, you got to keep your, you can't keep your mind racing about negativity. Negativity, you mess around, mess around put yourself in a dark space. Yeah. There's all, everybody you see is your side. You know, you just got to worry about your own situation. Yeah. If I worried about everybody who had heart disease, I wouldn't even be having conversations. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but, but at the same time, knowing like right because we 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 selfishly or arrogantly always have this mentality by default. It happened to them. It won't happen to me. But then we also have to use that as a springboard to say like, yo, it happened within your reach. It happened to people that kind of are in your social economical circle. So it can happen to you. So to me, it's just like you know. Don't get it twisted. I'm not gonna sit there and say all quarantine, I've been perfect. I haven't eaten bad food. But at the same time, me being locked in like that, I'm not constantly eating like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 more constantly thinking about working out and stuff like that. Because I realize that yo, your health is so valuable. And I think people of color, we don't we 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 live this mentality like shit. My 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 father died young, my grandpa kind of died young. So I'm just going to live my life because my time might be young. And we have to kind of develop the mentality of breaking the cycle. You know what I'm saying? Like, my father was a big guy, but he wasn't as big as I am. But, you know, my, my father's brother was kind of a big guy. I say that to say this. I have to break the cycle. My siblings, at, all at one point, had weight on them, but they're all living better lives. And I have to join that circle. So that's what pushes me. It moves me on to the next question. Do you think this will make our people deal with the pre-existing conditions like they should? Like for instance, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease are all elements, some or other in my, in our family, Cliff. And I just know, like, you know, 
I have to be more conscious because of that. So do you think people of color are going to be, right? Because people, what people are failing to realize with the COVID thing, people aren't necessarily 100% dying from COVID directly, right? Because if your health is decent, COVID hits you, you get sick, you get kind of a flu-like symptom, body aches, all that and like that, and it kind of goes. Is the fact that people have underlying kidney disease, hypertension, diabetes, my answer is going to be yes and no for the simple fact of, um, what is it, a HIV, AIDS doesn't kill you neither, right? It, 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 what it does is it breaks down your immune system to where your immune system can't fight off a common cold. Right? And they yeah. still fuck it. <laughs> they yeah, still fuck it. Raw. <laughs> the crazy thing about it, the double-edged sword with that is, sex is something that we need to continue the population and feel so good. It is. And social interaction is something that we as human beings love and need. COVID's scarier, right? Because, you know, so don't get it twisted. If you wear a condom, Eight, eight or nine out of ten times, you're going to be good. It's rare that you catch a disease and you was wearing a condom, kind of stuff like that. With this COVID thing, it's like you could not be interacting with someone. Y'all just share the same bus. Y'all breathe in the same place. So it's a little different, but at the same time, we just know that there's a there's a killer out there that if we don't get our health in shape, once we're in contact with that killer. The reason I say yes and no the reason I say yes and no is because you have people out here now with pre-existing conditions who have been taking care of themselves. And yes, they'll probably be even more active in doing so, right? Mm -hmm. But then you have others who probably got corona or had had the COVID and got over it. So they're like, oh, it's nothing. Those are the carriers. They're going to spread it to those others, most mm -hmm. likely a family member or somebody close who is practicing um the the right things with their pre-existing condition but they can't help the fact that their dumbass spouse or their dumbass brother or sister is out here wilding and they're coming into contact with them you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so all of that all of them practicing um the proper things uh, um to keep their health good and control their pre-existing condition is all for none you know if, if, if dummy who you constantly interacting with it's still out here wilding, and you end up with COVID anyway. What about you, Cliff? What do you think? You, do you think people are going to be addressing their pre-existing pre conditions with more seriousness now, seeing how COVID is out there snatching people? I mean, I think, I think when it I, when it comes from like an age factor, like you know, not you know, an age factor, we we're going to be more concerned. Like somebody on um. Somebody older takes it more serious, but you know, you see, look, look what they did yesterday with the big party. Like, man, I'm living my life. I don't believe nothing. I don't believe nothing. These people say, yo, yo, blah, blah, having a party. Come through. We have, we just doing what we need to Those do. Those are the problems right there. That, that is a pure example of the problems. To be honest with you, is the premature announcement of opening back up has made people feel like, Oh, this even the government saying like, yo, we should go back to normal. So people are, are rushing it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I get it. It's been what a month, month and a half now, uh, um, in New York, right? Like a month and a half, month and a half in New York. 
Yeah. Like so, two months, no? Almost two months. No, to be honest with you, we wasn't really on really lockdown till like the middle of March. Like they started talking, they started talking about it at the end of February, but we didn't know. It was just like, uh, don't go out if you don't want to. But then I think it was like put the, the stay in place was put in like March 12th or March 15th. It's when they, they put in the stay in place. Like, yo, if you don't, if you're not an essential worker, mm-hmm. there's a curfew. You need to be, you know what I'm saying? Past a certain time. Um, I, I feel, I feel like, um, Certain people gonna take it serious, but other people's like I'm living my life. Some people is not social distancing at all. Period. Yeah. They don't care. They just have a mindset is, oh, I'm gonna do what I need to do anyway, regardless. Well, you know, but not no, take. I don't think anybody with a pre-existing condition is doing stuff like that, though. I mean, everybody who has a condition, for the most part, the ones that I know, they're taking it pretty seriously. Yeah. You know, they don't want to die. Of course. Yeah. You know, no, but. Not even that. Little Boosie got um, type 1 diabetes. That's the worst diabetes you could have. Yeah. He didn't have quarantine parties and he been out and involved. Yeah. yeah. Little, Bo- um, little Boosie. Little, little, Bo- little Boosie has survived. Um, was it pancreatic? Not pancreatic cancer. <laughs> what cancer he had? Lung cancer. Lung cancer. He but would make you scared as hell of COVID. That's one of the worst things because you have a compromised lung. And it's, it's, it's your lung collapsing and filling up with brick like mucus making you not be able to breathe is what's killing people. But some people just feel like they're going to live their last arrival. He said, he said, man, he said, man, when I got lung cancer, I gave that doctor $250,000. I said, make it go away. They made it go away. <laughs> he said, he said, everybody can't do that, though. You know what I'm saying? I gave them $250,000. Next thing you know, I was clear. All right, so <laughs> the last question is had this taught you to to be a better communicator going forward right like i i i I feel like it's it's taught me because of how concise and close quarters me on wife's been it's taught me like yo when we start to argue i take a step back and say look this is what i meant if i offended you i'm sorry or you know what maybe i'm being sensitive you said this and i thought you meant this and i shouldn't assume so just because knowing like yo I don't know when I'm, I don't know what my release date is right now. I'm in a bid where I don't know when they're going to let me out. So I got to, I got to operate jailhouse rules and make, make my jailhouse better. So I, I, I work on communication. Like Mike, let me, let me ask you because you're not single in the sense that don't have anyone, but you're not living with anyone. So do you feel like this has improved your communication? Maybe reaching out with people, following up or any way like that? No, I mean I'm trying. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good at communicating anyway. Yeah. Um. It has helped me work on my tolerance and patience, I guess you could say, for okay. shit. Which is kind of um, which is a part of communication, right? It's having the tolerance yeah. to be able to. Yeah, yeah. Um. I did I, that a little bit. It has helped with that, but for the most part, um. You know, we all get we get caught in our own little routine. Even if in the quarantine, you get a routine. You know what I'm saying? And if, if reaching out and, and, and communicating and contacting others is not part of your normal routine, it's hard to just switch it up, you know, and start it. But I, I was trying. Like, I'm still trying as far uh, as with those, you know, who in my phone, 
um, family members I don't speak to often. Yeah. Um, I'm trying, but I haven't got there yet. Okay. So Cliff, close us out. Had, had this taught you to be a better communicator going forward, just going through the whole epidemic? I mean, um, not really. I mean, I think I communicate to the people I really care about anyway. Like, I don't got time to babysit dudes or, or females or situations. No, no, I'm just keeping 100. Mm -hmm. So this taught me, you know, not to be, I, I do care about the people I care about. And it tells, it also taught me, you know what, you could try to help somebody if you can, but I'm not going to sit there and act like, oh, I'm going to start reaching out to people that, that even that didn't give a fuck about me before the quarantine to reach out to them now. So I'm but, keeping. Answer this because you are a father of a, a young toddler and also you're a workaholic, right? So you've been at home with your family more in the last six weeks, probably than the last six months prior to that, right? If not more. So how that hasn't forced you to communicate more, you know, either more clearly, more frequently, like how has that affected that? Yeah, yeah. It, um, I think my communication skills, uh, it, 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 it definitely had made me take a step back, you know, I mean, I'm less patient right now. Cause I feel like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm okay. I'm less patient right now, which I which I have better patience usually, you know. Yeah. So it, it made me look at yeah, myself. There's an irritation factor that everybody's oh, everybody's going through. Yeah, you, 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 it's not just you. You know what I'm saying? Like like I said last episode, I find myself fighting over food, or or I, I forgot to move something, or you know I didn't wipe something down with alcohol. You know, shit like it's just like oh I did. Oh no, it don't. It don't seem like you did. You know, you you. There's petty. There's petty arguments that happen because we we can't go outside. Yeah. You know so, all right. So that's the end of a, a, another good episode. You know, like I said, we're making the best out of it doing the Zoom episodes and practicing social distancing. You know, we're going to have a nice nice little promo plug. You know, views and the friends. So check us out. We're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. People already consuming knows that we, we put up our videos on YouTube and Facebook as well. So, you know, continue to support us and we'll have guests come in. Uh, we're going to have an agent pretty soon. We're going to have mm. um, uh, uh, a woman's group, a woman empowerment group as guests. You know, we're also looking for, for new guests as well. Obviously, we have a touch with artists and stuff. So we'll have artists on, you know, we're going to try strippers. to. I think we, we, we need to get them strippers on. Because people are not thinking about the strippers during this time. Strippers are suffering I mean, out here. Let, let's talk about that. We'll, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. I don't know if we're going to do a Zoom live or allow strippers to strip in the in her box of the Zoom. Hey, just let them, let, let them strip. We'll throw some money in the air, you know, yeah. just so it feels normal. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're trying to navigate the new normal and see what that means, right? So, so Cliff, do a shout out before we roll out. Um... Just shout out to everybody. Be safe, you know. We're going through a tough situation, you know. And, you know, try to be good to people and, you know, stay in contact with the people you care about. And if you can help somebody, help somebody. That's it. What about you, Mike? Shout out to all of you people out there staying strong physically and mentally during this time. 
all of our fans, we appreciate the love and support. I hope all of your families are staying safe. Um, shout out to my sis, Nunu Nels. The casino is open right now. She's found another way to get some bread. <laughs> so if you like to gamble, think about the gamblers. Casinos are closed, but she found a way to open one up. So if you want to make oh, some money. Yeah, you know, gambling. you got to get it how you live in these 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 Corona times. Like like that, I piggyback on all the sentiments of my colleagues. You know, stay safe. Thanks for the love and support. Like, you know, I'm sorry we was gone for so long, but we. I was just trying to figure out like, what is the new normal? What should we do? You know what I'm saying? Is it responsible? Obviously, the studios had the clothes that we use, and I was just like, you know, will people want to consume watching us on Zoom? But I'm just. Realizing some of the biggest brands, the Breakfast Club, radio stations on Zoom, Zoom, the talk. When you watch ESPN, everybody's Zooming from their crib. So this is the new normal. So I figured, you know what? Our, our constituents, our fans, our family wants to, you know, for the show to continue. So we went back. You know what I'm saying? We're just trying to do, give you guys a little piece of normal. Our Sunday, our Sunday hour, hour and change we give you. And then you consume it whenever you get a chance. And then we love you. You know, before it was out there to chase your leg legacy, not liabilities. Now it's just stay safe, be safe. You know, be the change that you want to be, be the example that you want people to follow. Think we about out. after the quarantine. Yep. We out. Peace. Views. Views.